0: Writing a dissertation could be tough for many students. What are some 10 tips that could help students when writing their dissertation? Hello, I am Progress Oberiko, a writer, coach, and an international student's ambassador. This is the international student's podcast. It is a platform for sharing stories and exclusive information for international students across the world, prospective international students, and essentially anyone moving or living abroad. This is to help people tackle challenges and also to share opportunities that they need you'll be hearing from international students studying in various universities across the world experts and professionals sharing knowledge on what you need to know when moving abroad visa application how to manage your finance job opportunities cultural shocks scholarships and various tips and tricks for living abroad Please do subscribe to this podcast, share this podcast with your friends, follow us on Spotify and on any platform you're currently listening to us and let us know what you think. Have a good listen. Thank you so much. Right. Hi, everyone. Um, Today on the show we have Joel Atedo Bright. Joel was um, a former achieving scholar from the University of Sussex, and he is also he won a remarkable award for his dissertation, which is why I thought he would be a brilliant guest to have on this topic, which is essentially tips to write a. Great dissertation because this is one thing that many international students struggle with. So, um, I'm very excited to have Joel today and thanks for joining Joel. Hi, Joel.
1: Hi, Progress.
0: Right. Thank you so much for joining. Um, how are you doing?
2: I'm very well, thank you. And thank you for having me on your podcast. Really glad to be here.
0: Amazing. Thanks for joining. Right, so I'm going to dive right into the dates of today. Before I dive right into the icebreaker, could you please introduce yourself, like tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do, and like where you currently are?
2: All right, thank you, Progress. So um, as you mentioned, my name is Jewel atherton I was a junior scholar. I studied at the University of Sussex uh, between 2020 and 2021, where I studied media practice for development and social change. Um, I returned to Nigeria in 2022, and um, I've been working with Channels Television, which is uh, Nigeria's leading broadcaster. Um, in my role at Channels, I work as um, the pioneer podcast producer. So um, essentially, this is the first time any leading major um, media organization in Nigeria has launched a podcast, and um, currently I'm the host of um, the Climb Podcast a first-of-its-kind um, joint podcast um, collaboration between um, a leading African uh, broadcaster, which is Channel Television, and um, the Firoz Institute for Africa, at the London School of Economics and uh, Political Science. So the podcast, as I said, is a collaboration, and it's um, focused on telling stories of African youths, both on the continent and in the diaspora. Um, telling their stories and um, showing opportunities that young persons can embrace to advance themselves so that's a bit about me and what i've been doing since i returned to nigeria from my studies in the uk amazing Thank
0: you very much yeah sounds amazing you're doing um a brilliant work um so joe was my coursemate as well we went to sussex together we did the same course and Um, yeah, he is currently in Nigeria working in the course we studied, which is media. Right. So thank you so much for that brilliant introduction. And the first thing I wanted to ask you is like an icebreaker question, which is like, what is life after graduating, like returning to Nigeria and, you know, working and just life after graduating? What has that been for you? Well,
2: it's been very interesting. It's been, um, a mixed bag of salt because uh, um, it's always very interesting to be done with one studies and the next thing is to think about uh, a career path to pursue. Some persons are quite lucky to have um, already been on a career path before they chose to be a masters and some persons are actually um, still unsure about a career to pursue mm. uh, before their masters degree. Or uh, In my um, case, I was a little bit in the middle because I had finished my first degree in Nigeria. I had started working briefly in the media as um, a journalist um, before I went to the UK to do my master's degree, courtesy of Chevenin. So yes, I knew I was in the media. I knew I um, I was a journalist, but I didn't have anything in particular I was passionate about. I was just doing a bit of writing, a bit of uh, radio broadcasting and just journalism in general. But um, of course, at Sussex, I was able to hold my skills and identify podcasting and um, broadcast journalism in general as something that I was passionate about. So returning to Nigeria and um, going deep into broadcasting and pioneering podcasting in the way that I'm doing has been incredible it's been very interesting, learning new things, uh, meeting new people, launching a first-of-its-kind podcast, growing it and trying to make it a household name in the country. So it's been very interesting settling down in Nigeria again, apart from work, also seeing family again, trying to get, get, get my own place in Lagos, a very stressful city here in mm, Nigeria yeah. and generally. So it's been very interesting trying to we um, connect with life back home and trying to balance that with work has been really interesting, and I'm very happy so far
0: right, yeah, thank you so much for sharing that i mean it's it's because personally I haven't been home in a while and i really miss i really miss home um yeah, so the first question I wanted to ask you today is um you know, transitioning from the Nigerian education to the UK education, how was it for you? Because I understand that you did your undergrad in Nigeria before you came to the UK for your master's degree. How was that transition for you?
2: Well, for, for everyone, I, I, I guess it's a, a bit of a struggle because there is a big difference um, in the mode of instruction in um, both um, education system. And um, I think I speak for a good number of people when I say the major um, challenge many persons tend to face and the major difference they identify once they come into the system is um, the requirement to write essays <laughs> where you make an argument mm. about, um, about a particular topic. That's something that um, we're not very familiar with in Nigeria. Mm-hmm. I think the only variation of that we have in Nigeria is in your family year where you tend to write your project, but still, it doesn't give you that um, amount of um, um, freedom or the need for you to think critically, to actually make an argument, to form an opinion and and use some um, supporting data and facts to um, bring it to fruition. So I think that's one major area that I found a bit challenging in the um, UK education system. But, um, of course, we had to um, ease into it. And How did you adapt? How did Yes, it's uh, it's it's always uh, a challenge, and everyone has their ways their ways of dealing with it. Me personally, how I was able to deal with it was that I was able to reach out to people first of all, uh, people are very important in getting to understand this a support system because it's very important to understand that many persons know what you're going through, mm. and uh, there is so much help out there. And I think the first thing I did was to get versions of essays online and from the university library so there's a lot of help when it comes to getting um, materials to study that will give you an idea of what an essay looks like and what it sounds like so i think that's the first thing everyone who wants to overcome this challenge should be able to do get those materials and start reading them because the more you read them the more you understand exactly how to overcome this, how to make your arguments? how to put together an essay, how to use materials, and how to actually put up across your point in a very coherent um, manner. So I think that's the very first and most important thing to do, to actually start reading similar essays and getting an understanding of how these things work. And of course, there are also seminars and um, essay writing courses that universities offer to international students. Um, who are not so familiar with how these things work. And I think that was also very important and helpful um too, that one should adopt. Um, I'm sure you remember while you and now were studying, we had um, those seminars with some of our um, course conveners because mm-hmm. they had to host those seminars, yeah, but not only for Nigerian, uh, yeah, not not only for Nigerians as well, but also international students from other countries who also faced a similar challenge. Mm-hmm. So when you combine those seminars, Um, other um, facilities offered by the university, and your own personal ability to also read what others have done, I'm very sure that in no time you will have a hang of it.
0: Right, perfect. Thank you so much for that. Um, I understand that you... Obviously, you got an award for your dissertation, I believe. Um, you, your your dissertation was amazing. And the university decided to, like, reward you and acknowledge your brilliance in your work. Um, first of all, I wanted to ask, have you always been a high performer and, like, because I understand that being a high performer comes with, like, its pressures and, you know, wanting to maintain your status as, you know, a top-performing student and ensuring that your grades are perfect. So, first of all, the first question is, have you always been a high performer and how did that impact you when you moved to the UK?
2: Oh yeah, so, interestingly, from my days at the... University here in Nigeria, where where I had my first degree in mass communication. Um, But I've always considered myself someone who strives for excellence and who did everything possible to ensure that I always stood out. So, in my first degree at um, the University, I graduated as the first ever first class graduate of mass communication Mm. in my university so for the past um i think 12 to 15 years of the um uh, departments i studied in in its existence there has been
0: no first class graduate so i was the first person to break that um jinx and amazing apart
2: yeah. from that, oh, thank you <laughs> so apart from that as well i also was the best graduating um student from the faculty of management science which was my faculty when i was in university so in total when i finished uh, my my undergraduate studies in 2018. I left with about uh, three three awards from my university. So yes, I've always been someone who strove um, strove to, 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 to the best nuts at um, at all times, and to always have good grades, and to always learn, and to keep myself at a very good point. So yes, that has always been the person I was, and coming to the UK. I still had that mindset. I really wanted to continue what I had been doing back home in Nigeria. Um, not because I just wanted to do it to gain public um, acclaim or to have people um, see what I'm doing. But personally, I'm just someone who loves excellence. I love learning new things. I love doing doing well by myself. So that's why I took that, um, that need forward and that, um, Desire to do better into the into my studies in the UK as well. Of course, it wasn't easy because definitely it's very much a, a different mode of um, of um, instruction in mm-hmm. the UK and doing things differently. Whereas back home, you are expected to study and somewhat replicate what you've been studied, uh, what what you've been taught in class by the lecturer yeah. in the exams and in other. Um, for us but in this case you are being asked to study with your tutors but then use what you've learned to form your own opinion and convince us why your opinion matters so indeed it was um, a bit of a struggle to to get into this new way of doing things but i think that is where your intelligence is really tested because intelligence is not just your ability to study and give back what you've studied but also form ideas and to be Mm. critical in your thinking so i'm very happy that i was able to prove myself both at home and abroad as well when i when i had the opportunity
0: Right. Amazing. That is very, very impressive. Yeah. And I was also very proud of you with your achievement, you know, um, especially as a Nigerian, having a Nigerian who was able to prove himself and like, you know, um, bag those awards and those accolades of like proving to be an excellence home and abroad. I definitely um, was very, very impressed by that. And I'm also very proud of you for for striving for excellence um Thank my next that's so kind no worries Joel. um my next question is what was your daily routine as a student um so personally back in school mine was a square right i, did, I like to describe it as a square so i would go to class and then from class I go home from home I go to the library and then from the library I return to church so that was like my daily routine um, because yeah I was also like kind of a geek in in school as well Was just me and my books (laughs) and I also was one a type of person who strived for excellence as well so I was you know at that level too Um, I'm curious to know what was yours like and how would you describe your daily routine
2: so um while i was in university in nigeria um i don't think i really had everything per se mm. because um, everything tends to be very fluid and things tend to change as time goes on but what i would say is that my my, my time in school was um, essentially divided into uh, let me say two major periods that's my first year to my third year and then my final year so um i'll brew your word the word you use to say that in my first second and possibly my third year i was somewhat of a geek (laughs) so i just dedicated myself to my studies i Mm. didn't do much extracurricular activities which um i'm not saying is the best (laughs) but that was just who i who i was that period i didn't have much to do outside school, outside my studies. And of course, I, I took part actively in um, student union politics and uh, other um, campus-based activities. So I think um, if I ever had a routine um, per se, it would be divided between my studies and my activities as um, a politician on campus. And of course, as a class governor, in my university as well so essentially my entire um, life for those first periods my first year to my third year was centered around my studies my work as a class governor and my activities as a student politician but in my final year, in my final year interestingly was when i began going out a bit trying to meet people and having a social life and um to be honest i i i, I really hope i really wish Rather that um, I had started earlier to be more of a social person because I think I'll come, I'll come back to this point much later in the interview because of how important it is to be a social person, how important your social capital is mm. for your growth and your success in the world. So yes, I think that's um, pretty much how I was for these um, four years of my, of my life as an undergraduate student
0: so what would you say helped you to maintain your high performing academic status as an international student
2: well um i think a a, a couple of things and um i would say the first and most important thing is to have a work life balance so work in this sense is your academics and your life in general because one can easily say oh i remain focused i remain studious. i didn't allow anything to distract me but um, in my personal experience, that's not the best, and that's not always the case. Because as a human being, to avoid burnout, to avoid having a catastrophic um, um, accident come up by virtue of your inability to maintain a connection with people, you have to maintain that balance because that's what gives you the, the energy and the ability to go on. So I was able to maintain that balance I studied at the same time, I also did my best to connect with people and to go out while I was in Brighton, which was the city I lived in for the, um, for the duration of my studies at the University of Sussex. So I think that also helped me remain focused uh, because I made sure that I was always doing my best to maintain that balance because if one out the other, it always becomes a problem. Hobbies are also very important to anyone who is trying to maintain, who is trying to um, to ensure that you are at the top of your of your of your, of your game. It sounds odd, but um, <laughs> I think it's something many persons have not considered mm. because being a Nigerian, being a Nigerian, you 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 barely have people um, telling you about their hobbies or what they enjoy doing. But I find that it's also something very important that helps you um, ease of the stress and to maintain your focus actually as a,
0: as a now that you've mentioned that i just remember like an, an experience i had when i was at sussex um so we were in a group like i was in a group basically with my other colleagues like with british and like from different backgrounds as well and of course i was the only nigerian there and we we had a deadline right we We're working on on an essay or something i had a deadline and we we're supposed to be meeting every every now and then But then, so when we arrange meetings on our WhatsApp group, some of our, like, British colleagues would say, oh, they're going for a, they would cancel. And their reason would be they're going for a bicycle ride or they're going for, you know, I'm like a bicycle ride in the middle of a deadline. Like, (laughs) like, what are you talking about? So it would drive me crazy, but to your point is like having hobbies because back in nigeria we were kind of taught to burn the midnight candles you know hard work is the way but it's not the way here i don't know if i found like any british students or like local students that are as studious as we nigerians are i'm speaking from experience right so the same way we are so like desperate like make best grades and like you know put in the hard work burn the midnight candles and everything i don't think they do that here they're very flexible very relaxed don't really care that much the way we the way we do. So I think to your point it's very important to have that balance like academic and hobbies and you know it keeps you sane and it, it doesn't mean that you always have to read and be overly studious to be a high performer you need to have that balance for your brain to function at that um, maximum level.
2: Precisely, precisely. I entirely agree with you and I love the uh, example you just gave because that's exactly it. Uh, Many persons might not understand the reason why one needs that time to do other things but it is very important because that's what keeps you sharp. It Mm. is what keeps you Uh, I'm able to face whatever comes along. Because once you're just so focused on work, 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 as when burnout happens, but when you're able to balance it up, it makes you a more productive person. So that was very important to me as well. And I found that it really helped me manage my pressure, manage the pressure and the stress that comes with studying a very packed one-year master's degree. Because for, for those of us who have done a master's degree in the UK, you will all agree that it's a very packed and dense uh, um a lot of work to be Mm. done in the few months that you have to so whichever way you can manage it is very important and for me i find that having a work-life balance having hobbies having friends having things that relieve your stress all those things really help in managing those pressures that inevitably come when you're doing a master's like this
0: Yeah. Just before we dive into the 10 tips, which I believe the listeners will be waiting to hear. I'm just keeping it, saving it for, like, the last. I wanted to, like, dive right in on this. So, many Nigerians listening to this would understand what I mean by, you know, the trend of school na scam. You know, people always say school na scam or I don't know how to say that in English. Like, school is not necessary. Like, going to... I think I've even met British people who don't believe in education. Like, I worked... I used to work at a a young people charity and there are many of the young people that I mentor who say they don't want to go to uni because, you know, there are many people who went to uni and they're working at McDonald's so why would they go and spend money or like take student loans to go to uni and pay thousands of pounds whereas they don't really need that so I want you to, like, unpick it a bit if you can in the era of school and scam what would you say? is Are grades really important? Like, what, what would you say to that?
2: Personally, uh, speaking as someone who has... Um who is a, somewhat of a geek, as you might as you might say. Mm. Um, I would my, maybe my answer might be a bit predictable, but definitely education is not a scam and it can never be a scam. So many persons tend to conflate education and making money. Yes, truly, the importance of being educated is so you can um, get a job, make money, provide for yourself or for your family. But ultimately, for me. The importance of education is the good and the progress and the innovation it has brought into the life that we live today, from education to technology and to every other thing that made our lives much easier today. It's education that has been the result of that. So if you are telling people, if you are trying to, unknown to you, you are trying to discourage people from going to school by telling them that, oh, it's a scam and I can make money without going to school, have you actually thought about the consequences that we have On other areas of life that education is integral, especially healthcare, especially engineering, technology, building of houses, skilled skilled professionals. Mm. These are things that are very important for human survival. These are the things that have built the bedrock of humanity. So how do you say that those things are not important? But that is the basis of, of education. That is what education provides for us as human beings. So essentially that is my own (laughs) response to this whole debate Mm. education is important and it will never stop being important it is as important as it was many years ago and it's will continue being important if one believes that if an individual believes that they don't need to be educated and they can make money that's fine yes many persons you work for them but you should not be the reason why you are discouraged you should not be the one rather discouraging others from going into school to learning things and to help society in general. So I think that's my answer to it. And the final thing I would say as well is that grades are different from education. So essentially, people do not, you you do not have to have high grades for you to um, be educated. So yes, having grades is a good thing, but then education is important on its own. So many great persons who have done incredible things in the world today, who have created innovative technology, great apps, most of them were not, not the best in their classes. They didn't make the highest um, grades. They didn't make distinctions. They didn't come up to the, as the first in the class. All they did was that they got an, an education and they used what they learned to impact on other people's lives. And they built upon that to create some of the greater thing, things that we're enjoying today. So essentially, everyone should just be willing to go to school to learn. That's the first and most important thing, to learn. The grades are just the the um, added advantage or the extras on it. But the most important thing is to learn and use what you've learned to actually impact upon the world that we find ourselves in.
0: Right, perfect. Well, um, I do agree to an extent um, although I have seen, I was saying the other day that there are so many jobs, you know, job vacancies that you see that they don't really mention your BSc or you need to have a distinction or you need to have this or you need to have that. They just focus so much on your skills, like what do you have to offer? What are your experiences and what do you bring to the table? So, I mean, in as much as grades are important, I personally always say it is the takeaway as you said like the learning the learning experience what you've learned from the course exactly. that actually helps you that that that's that what you need at the end of the day that's what employers look out for it's not your distinction on paper or like your upper exactly. credit or whatever it is what that translates into into like what you can do with that with that knowledge basically right so this is the meat of today's topic which is the 10 tips for writing a good dissertation and i wanted you to particularly you know share some useful tips that could help international students struggling to write dissertations people who come from different educational systems that are not very used to the uk educational system in terms of like writing essays or how to go about their dissertations and and whatever so if you could share some 10 useful tips to write a good dissertation
2: Great. All right. Thank you, progress. So um, yes, uh, my first tip in general uh, is, still, is based on what you just said in the lead up to this question about um, international students and trying to understand the the system that you find yourself in. And that's where my first tip comes from. And that's planned from the start, number one, planned from the start. So saying that it is a new system and it's one that you're not so familiar with, it is important that you plan from the start, from the start of your course, from the start of your studies in your university, in the UK, you should have in mind that in the next four months, five months, you'll be writing your dissertation. So it is important that at that point in time, you've started doing your research We started thinking about, yes, it doesn't mean you have to have all, all the answers at that point in time. It's important that you focus on the modules that you're doing for that semester, but always have at the back of your mind that this big thing is coming up in the next few months. So therefore, you must start having a plan in mind. So plan from the start and know exactly what that period will look like, because the more time you spend waiting for that time to come without doing something, that compounds the amount of work you would do eventually. And that might be very disastrous for your success at that point in time. So my first tip is to plan from the start. Start thinking about what that will look like. What are you passionate about? What essentially am I going to, What well, can I see a copy of what um, a dissertation looks like? That, those are those are the things that one should start doing by planning from the start. So that, 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 that's my first tip plan from the start. My second tip is to pick a topic you love and that, and that might lead you to your first job once you're done with your master's degree. Now, I know that's very um, it's a very dense <laughs> tip, but I'll break it down a bit.
1: Mm. So,
2: a dissertation is, um, of course, it's very stressful. Anyone that has written that would will, 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 will tell you about that. It is stressful and it might get frustrating at times. So, it is important that you pick a topic that you love, something that you are passionate about. Because if you are passionate about something and you love doing it, the process of you doing it might not be so frustrating. So it's important that anything you are doing is something that you have a flair for, something that you'll be happy doing, however the challenges or however much the pitfalls you face in the cause of doing it. The love you have for it, the passion you have for it, keep you going despite all the problems and that also leads me to the second part of this tip which i say is something that might lead into your first job and i will use my um, story as an example so i chose to do my dissertation in podcasting because in the course of my studies i came to i did a, a module in podcasting and i fell in love with podcasting and i knew that oh Possibly, I would like to pioneer podcasting when I return to Nigeria. I would like to do something around this. So essentially, I had fallen in love with podcasting and I knew that this is what I might do when I return to Nigeria as a career. So therefore, it was a no-brainer that this was going to be what I would do as my dissertation because by doing what I loved and doing something very good, it might serve as an example. It might serve as... Um, as a, as a lead way into my career once I'm done with my course of study. So that is why I lumped those two tips together. Picking a course you love and something that might something that you might want to pursue as a career once you're done with your master's degree. So that's a very second important tip. The third tip is to start early to write and to do your research. So this is important for the time just before you officially start your dissertation so definitely you might want to wait until you get all your facts together you might want to wait until you start doing your research you might want to wait until everything comes together but unfortunately that time never comes there is never a time when everything will come together and everything will be very clear everything tends to open up the more time, the more effort you put into it and the more time you put into it. So it's important that you start early to write something, to start putting pen to paper. Once you start doing that, I can assure you that things will start opening up to you and areas you never um, expected, areas you never looked at will open up to you. But if you are waiting to gather everything that you want to write about or everything that you want to research about before you start putting pen to paper, then that's time wasted. It's time you will never get back. So start putting something to paper, and I can assure you that once you start doing that, more ideas will come in, and newer areas will open up to you. All right, so now this takes to my fourth tip, which is to ask questions. It's very important to ask questions from everybody who you can in, on your course, those who have done your course, those who are doing your course, and your course conveners, um, academic advisors, everyone. Can give you very important tips that you can use to make your dissertation a worthwhile experience because especially for international students like us it might be a very um confusing period there mm. might be a lot that you do not understand yeah and you are very prone to making so many mistakes so if you do not have people who you can talk to if you don't ask questions and surely please do not feel shy to ask questions be humble ask questions. And the good thing about um, the international, um, the the UK University rather, is that there are so many international students, very friendly people, who are always happy to help, who are always happy to ask to answer your questions. So do not fight shy of of, of asking questions. Open up, ask questions, and make it... um, clear to people that oh i really need your advice in this area how can you help in this area and i'm very sure that if you're able to do that mistakes that you would have made will be virtually non 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 non-existent and when you don't make mistakes that's time saved and time saved in the the dissertation period is very important and i'm sure you know what i'm talking about when that time comes because it's a very it flies it's very nerve wracking
0: and the pressure is just something else
2: exactly so every minute you need every every day matters so the more questions you ask the more guidance you get the more time you're saved so have that in mind as well yeah the next tip i have
0: sorry just on that point before you continue i have heard people who say that they work best under pressure like They like to wait to their deadline before they start putting things together. Before they start writing, their you know maybe a ninth to when there is their deadline. That's when they start writing like six thousand words or like they like the pressure and the adrenaline rush. I don't know what type of um, student are you. Do you you like the pressure or do you like to start early?
2: Oh, personally, as I said, (laughs) if you've seen my tip so far, I'm someone that plans way ahead of time Mm. and someone that thinks that things very far reaching. Well, personally, I, I don't work well under pressure. That doesn't mean if I have a need to deliver something quickly, I cannot. Of course I can. But I prefer to work um, way ahead of time to plan better and to ensure that I deliver everything carefully. So that gives you enough time to deliver things without mistakes, without um, uh, any uh, omission, without any... so. Essentially, it. I, I, I believe that it's always very. It's always best if you have the time to do things way before that they are required, because that gives you enough time to t- take a step back, look at what you've done, mm. be happy with it, and think about okay, are there better ways to even make this, um, to make this, to make this better? Yeah. Because there's nothing as annoying for a student if you agree with me that. When you've turned in an assignment or a paper and then at that point in time you don't remember something you could have included that would have made this thing a whole lot better that regret is something you do not want to have yeah and the only way to avoid that is to ensure that you give yourself enough time to be able to look at what you've done explore ways of making it better before you push it in so once you turn it in you know that oh i've done my best and whatever the result is you'll be happy with it rather than putting it in and when you get the result if you are oh if I had included this yeah. i would have done much better all right so um the next one i was going to talk about is to work with others with your pairs especially so it's very important to work with others have a support system while you are going through this process do not feel the need to be on your own do not feel the need to be in competition with anybody else It's not a competition. (laughs) It's something that is best done with ideas from other people. So always reach out to your course mates, reach out to your friends, reach out to those who you are studying your course with for help and for support. Because it's very important that these people are able to be around you. And I think I, I got a very um, good example of this when I was at Sussex. And in the midst of our dissertation, there's this friend of mine, um, like Juma. She's from um, Kenya. And I remember a very wonderful thing she did in the midst of our dissertation. She actually uh, got some friends together, made um, rice, um, <laughs> Nigerian jollof rice. Oh. And uh, she... She put them in very nice plates and she attached them um, a, a small notes on top of every plate talking about how much she wishes us well in our dissertation. She knows how difficult this period must be for us, but that she's um, rooting for us and that we'll all make it together. Just have this plate of rice as, oh, a, as, a, now, as, a, as a
0: support system. <laughs> <laughs> light, I'm going to have to message Light. Light's going to have to send me my own plate of rice because I didn't receive it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: no, oh, that's story. cute. Hi, that's hi, really hi.
0: cute. Yeah.
2: Interestingly, I've done the plate. Yeah, I don't know where the plate is, but I remember that I still have that uh, piece of paper with me to, mm. to date. Because oh, wow! A very thoughtful thing to do. Yeah, that's fascinating. I have that piece of paper to meet. I don't I, I, I meet till, till date, and I always, when I'm going through my stuff, I always say that I smile because that was a very thoughtful thing to do and mm. it just shows you the the importance of working as a team mm. and having people around you that support you in that system. Persons that understand what you're going through yeah. if you work as a team. Beyond the emotional and physical support, you also have persons who you can ask questions, who you can compare notes with, who, who can review your work mm-hmm. as well for you because it, it, another pair of eyes is very important and you'll spot things that you personally never spotted and it will shock you that wow, I've been staring at this document every day for the past one month I never saw this mistake and someone else will see it so that's the importance of having someone reviewing your work and that can only happen when you have people around you and uh, You just don't isolate yourself and doing things on your own.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I just want to zoom in on that point re- real quick. Um, you mentioned that people should avoid being overly competitive. I think we're going to come to this point later, but mm, I don't know if it's a Nigerian thing or if it's the way we were raised. I've personally reflected on this and I think that we are we tend to be very, very competitive. Um, you know, because we were raised to like, you know, always be the first in class, you know, always do best, always, you know, the person we carry first, no no get two head. you know, that's what my mom always say. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that you know you always have to be the best in class so we grew up with this very competitive nature which you know even abroad i still see how that plays out so yeah it's it doesn't help oftentimes where you should be collaborating instead you're you're competing it's it's not a good thing to 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 to, to have so you should know when to collaborate and when you i don't think competition is even you know it's a, it should be a thing now that i've grown up i don't think you know that that feeling or that desire of wanting to be the best in class or anything—it's—it's it's no longer there anymore. I just want to learn and just go go on with my life.
2: Exactly, I entirely agree with you, and that's why this is one of my um, tips for having them. A great dissertation. So having that mindset of "oh, I'm going to be the best." It's, it's it's not a bad thing to want to be the best, but when you take it to a notch, you don't take it up to a notch where you feel as though, "oh, since I have to be the best, I will not talk to anyone, I will not let them see what I'm doing, mm. I will not to with them, they're not serious, I I know it all." It's um, it's a recipe for disaster because that now breeds overconfidence, and as I said, when you start making mistakes, no one can help you because at that point in time, you're the only one. Seeing what you're doing, yeah. so you're taking you're you're taking in your own, <laughs> you're you're essentially on your own. So it's important that you find that balance between wanting to, of course, wanting to do something good, but at the same time, being able to work with work with others because life is competitive. Agreed, but it's only competitive to a point. The real world, you don't go into an office seeking to outdo other people or seeking to always be on your own. You have to collaborate with people. And, of course, collaboration is a life skill on its own. So if you live your life from school always wanting to be the best by leaving out others, it now becomes a problem for you when you have the need to work with people in a work environment. So rather than collaborating with them, you're seeking to
1: outdo them
2: and undo them yeah. and from there resentment, jealousy now comes in yeah. so as humans it's very important for us to manage those emotions and know where to draw the line so I think it's very important that to work better, to have a very good dissertation, you're able to work with your peers, you're able to have them work with you as well, have an open mind it's very important to whatever you're doing
0: mm, that is very beautiful point, thank you
2: that brings me to my next tip, and this is to work with your supervisors and your course conveners. Very important as well. So it's very important that you work with your supervisor who has been assigned to supervise your work. Carry them along every single step of the way from the beginning to the end because they are going to be the ones that will judge what you're doing. So in as much as they will not give you all the ideas in the world, they will not um, spoon feed you, they will not take you along every step of the way because they still have to um, grade you at the end. But it's important that you're able to use the time you have with them very well. Um, as you know, for the dissertation in the UK, you only have a certain amount of time with your um, supervisor up, up, up until you're done with your... Yeah. Um, with your dissertation yeah. so it's very important that every meeting you have with them you use it wisely you're able to plan your questions ahead of time to plan it carefully know what you ask know the feedback you will get from them and when you get those feedback and you ask those questions you're able to use them in your next meeting to show how far you've gone and to clear up whatever you've been able to accomplish in that time because it's very important that at a point in time when you get all this information if you do not use them well if you do not use the opportunities you have while you still have access to your, to your supervisor once that time that meeting time runs out and you have and you don't have access to them anymore it becomes a problem for you because at that point in time all you have to do is just to finish up and turn in your dissertation and once that happens <laughs> you're now at the mercy of whatever grade you're given yeah. so work very well with your, with your supervisor Understand who they are. Understand your your course. Use the time you have with them very well. So once your time is up with them, you will be confident that I have used my time well, and I'm very sure that whatever I'm putting out at the at the end of my of my dissertation is something that I'm sure they will like and will get me a good grade. Perfect. All right, and the next one is to leave enough time to review your work. So. It's also a lead-up to what we spoke about the last time about people believing that they work under pressure. So personally, that's not who I am. I believe that it's very important to leave enough time to review your work. So once you start early and you've written up to a point, of course you know the deadline for when you're supposed to turn in your your work. So it's important that at that point in time you give yourself sufficient time to review all you've written. So check your numbers. To check your facts. To check your references. To check, even as 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 simple as your punctuations, they're <laughs> very important. Anything can take away a significant amount of um, grades from you. So once you give yourself enough time to read, to reread, to go through, to skim through your work, it's very important that you do so. So by the time you're ready to turn in your work, you are very sure that you have put in your best. You have, you have put your best foot forward. So leave enough time for that review. And I assure you that you're going to be happy that you did. Um, the next one is is um, follow the instructions to the letter. Now I cannot, <laughs> I cannot emphasize this enough. I just said it uh, a few minutes ago. Do not take anything for granted. As simple as punctuations, as simple as references, spellings, um, capitalizations. Everything is very important. So ensure that you you skim through your work and you correct everything, as they say. Dot your eyes, cross your t's. Ensure that everything is in its rightful right place. I've had experiences <laughs> during my my time in um, doing my master's degree when I sent in my my work for grading, and the feedback I got was that oh because of this punctuation because of this um awkward language you use in this line this is why i'm giving you this grade and it might seem absurd to you and it might seem very annoying that wow why would this small thing Mm. cause um it's it's important and yeah it's very important because you have to be able to be very uh detailed in whatever you're doing because you're graded in everything yeah at this point (laughs) Yeah.
0: Sorry, what you said actually reminded me of my own, um was it dissertation? I think it was one of my essays that I wrote. So one of the feedbacks that I got, so I, in my essay, I mentioned Donald Trump. <laughs> and and one of the feedbacks that I got was from, from my supervisor, she was like, what is Donald Trump doing on your essay? <laughs> and I'm like, okay, it's as if this woman has something with Donald Trump, because I'm like, it is what he said i quoted so it's very funny to like you know be mindful of what you put in your um your your dissertation or what you write about as well
2: exactly it's very very important and you know that is also connected to the next tip so that's my my second to the last tip that i'll I'll give in this regard is to read the instructions that you're given before you start. So many persons tend not to even go through the course content or the course modules, instructions, and those things that are available on the course page. Those are very important, and especially for your dissertation as well. So read through them and know exactly what you're supposed to avoid, what you're not expected to to show on your dissertation. If you're not able to do that and you just put in your submission. When, when the result is released and you find things that um, were not done right and it's affected your grades, you might be angry, you might start looking for ways to appeal, but then you now find out that, oh, these are things that were already stated at the beginning. But just because you were not able to read through them or to understand them, you have, you made this mistake and now you're not happy about it. So be sure that you do your due diligence read through the instructions. If, you do, if you're if not very clear about them, ask questions and seek clarification. So before you're able to submit, you're able to weigh everything you've done with the instructions and you are sure that you are in the clear. You do not have any problems whatsoever with anyone. So whenever there's a mistake or anything, if you're making an appeal, you will be doing so on a very strong footing and not in ignorance because you were not able to go through exactly what, what was expected of you. So that also very, very important in itself. And then my last tip is to make the process enjoyable and memorable because a dissertation might be the bridge to a career. So in the midst of it all, however difficult, however frustrating it is, it's very important that that period is an enjoyable one for you and a memorable one for you. And I think this last tip somewhat um, encapsulates everything I've said in the other nine tips. Because if you're able to plan from the start, if you're able to pick a topic that you love, if you start to write and research early, if you ask questions, if you work with others, with your peers, if you work very very well with your supervisor, if you give enough time to review your work, if you're able to read through instructions carefully, if you're able to do all of this, I can assure you that you're going to have An enjoyable and memorable dissertation because your dissertation whatever you've written whatever you've researched whatever you've been able to put out there as your own contribution to knowledge that might be the bridge to your new career after your master's degree program or to also further your career once you're done with it so make sure you enjoy it make sure it is something that you're very proud of something that you can always reference in the years to come that this is what i did while I did my master's degree, and it's what I'm laying claim to in studying my career. I use this as my last um, point because that's my own personal story. My final dissertation, which was something podcast related, I can say that it is the bridge that has led to what I'm doing today. I did something that I loved, and I'm very proud to always reference it till date. So I really hope that for everyone listening to this, you're also able. To do something you're very proud of something you enjoy and something that will always remain with you for the years to come thank you very much
0: wow woohoo thank you so much those are remarkable tips thank you so much coming from a high performer a um an award-winning dissertation writer sussex student achieving um, scholar those are gems you just shared with us thank you so much john i really really appreciate
2: I'm glad. Thank you. I'm glad you enjoyed them. And I hope it
0: really helps your listeners. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I have no doubt. Right. Um, I want us to wrap up quickly with any final advice for international students, those feeling pressured right now, maybe they're writing their dissertation, or they're new students preparing, or they don't have any insight to what dissertation is, or like any final advice for in, for international students currently writing their dissertation?
2: Um, go easy yourself. Go easy on yourself. I understand it's a very stressful process. It's um, nerve-wracking. There's so many things that you're thinking that are going through your head. Mm. You don't want to waste the money you spent in your master's degree program. Oh, I spent so much money. I understand now that the Naira is something else and Mm. the pound is going through the roof. So everyone is very jittery. and You really want to do something that will get you into the next phase of your career and your life. I understand all that facts, but it is important that you still go easy on yourself because the most important thing that you need to see through this, this process is your mental health and your physical health. And if you don't go easy on yourself, those two things, if they are compromised, then nothing else can get done. So ensure you go easy with yourself, manage things better. Whenever you feel the, 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 uh, the stress and the tension is getting to a level that you can't manage anymore, talk to people, take a break, reach out to others, step back for a better look, once you've done that, return to your work and take think, things think slowly. And once you're able to do that, you will find that things will be opening themselves more better and you can manage things better. So be very careful to not let go of yourself because once you do that, everything comes crashing down. Mm-hmm. And that's not a place you ever want to be because already there's so much pressures that comes with being an international student, the job hunting, working multiple jobs, family back home, Mm. the stress of where you're living, loneliness, weather, everything, all those things can be very, very uh, traumatic. So you do not want to allow yourself to be a victim of the circumstance you've found yourself. Only you can ensure that you manage yourself to a point where all these things go well. The final advice I would give is that while you're building your academic um, capital, do not forget your social capital. Invest in friends, invest in relationships, invest in people that you meet. The international um, student community is one of the best gifts that you might have in your career. The international student community that you find yourself by virtue of going to a UK university is going to be an incredible addition to your career and you might not know it. Social capital can get you into places where your grades might not necessarily get you
0: <laughs> mm, talking about that. That is who deep. You know, very deep.
2: It's very important. Social capital essentially means who you know who knows you. It might I am not saying it in a nepotistic or chronic kind of way. It's not chronic, it's not it's not nepotism. But it's very important that you know people. So while you're ensuring that you have good grades Ensure as well that you have people who you can work together in the future to open doors for you, because you might have the best grade, but then the opportunities might not just be there, and you find yourself struggling. But when you have relationships that get your foot in the door, you get you get in through that door, and then your grades gets you a seat at the table. So essentially, your relationships can get you can get your foot in the door, and then your grades can get you a seat at the table so once you're able to manage your academic capital and your social capital you become a well-rounded human being that can go into the world and excel
0: amazing thank you so so much joel i appreciate you for your time thank you so much for the brilliance that you shared with us just on a really really final note um I don't know if you mentioned this already um Joel, but, but from my experience also i wanted to quickly add that referencing is very important the number of references that you use pl- plagiarism is a big thing in the uk um as well so when writing a dissertation this is not a copy and paste um, situation and also with the advent of chat gpt now many people are feeling relaxed and like oh they're going to copy and paste from you know ai and whatever please it is different um don't get yourself involved do your study do your research with all like the tips the tips that Joel shared and prepare yourself and write a dissertation that is unique that is authentic that you wrote that you put together yourself and provide sufficient references as well because it is very important i got a lot of one of the first essays that i wrote um i was told that i didn't use enough references and i had to go and you know look for more reference and like you know make sure that what I was saying, even though it was my words, they wanted they wanted it to be backed up. Like they wanted evidence. So it's very important to have references in your in your work as well. Um yeah, I just wanted to quickly chip that in, but thank you so much, Joel. It has been amazing speaking to you and it's really nice to connect with you again after many years of graduating. And yeah, I hope these tips helps help um students and people listening. Um thank you so much once again, Joel.
2: Thank you so much Progress for having me. I yeah. really appreciate it. And you're doing a wonderful job for the international student community with your podcast. Thank you. I wish you all the best and I wish you so many more years of impactful podcasting.
0: Thank you so much. Um just before you go, where can people find you in case they want to connect with you? Where can they find you?
2: Oh yeah, I'm everywhere. I'm on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, everywhere. So Jewel Bright that's spelled J E W E L. A-T-E-D-O-U Bright B-R-I-G-H-T So I'm everywhere on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, anywhere. Connect with me. And um, The Client Podcast which is my podcast which I produce um, alongside um, the London School of Economics and Channel Television. It's also on Spotify. You can listen to us there or Google The Client Podcast and you'll find all our materials online. Looking forward to Hearing you listen to the podcast and give your <laughs> feedback.
0: Thank you very much. Hi <laughs> thank you thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening um, please share your thoughts if you have any comments send us an email with your questions. Our email is Tp.podcast at gmail.com You can also find us on social media at podcast on Instagram the international students podcast on facebook and you can find me the host at progress oberico on facebook instagram linkedin on twitter i am oberico underscore pro and of course i've joined the tiktok gang so my tiktok name is progress oberico 99 you can hit me up with your messages If you have any questions or a topic you want us to discuss on, please send me an email, send me a comment. And also, please leave us a review. Rate this podcast. Leave us a review. A nice review. Thank you very much.